0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com/slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC.
1: You better not have no plans tonight.
2: Movie time, and it's feeling bright.
0: You're looking for a love that last.
2: You'll find, find it at romance,
0: romance in the podcast.
2: podcast. I know.
1: Ooh, ooh, baby, you the wind beneath my wings. Ooh,
0: ah, I'll have what she's having. What the fuck did you make us watch? People love this movie.
3: <laughs> Hang on, we gotta start. Shut up. Shut up. Start. Start. Paige, just start.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley.
3: I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm
0: Todd Schlosser.
3: And this week, Mikey made us watch... Vibes. vibes. <laughs> Alright, so this is the first time I think we had all seen this movie. Yes. So what did you guys think about
0: it? No one should see this movie. Oh buried in the
1: what?
3: Paige, Are you telling
2: me you didn't like it? I want to go on the record here of saying this movie is bonkers and amazing. Yes. And yes. It pulls a heartstring for me that like Ghostbusters does, where they take this weird concept and in the universe it's super serious. Like everyone knows psychics exist.
0: <laughs> And believe and there's different kinds like a yeah. salad bar full of psychics yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and like even the the street guy who's doing the three card monty's like oh you wanted them
3: psychics? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah they yeah. open with that oh not quite because they open with something very bonkers but like the new york city open is very much that yeah, yeah. and it's like they
0: have a whole office building for psychics i like that the
2: concept <laughs> is so taken seriously by the world and like it's just two psychics falling in love on a crazy adventure
0: i have many frustrations with this movie Not the least of which being the pacing and the fact that almost nothing happens. But Paige,
3: I agree. Almost nothing happens, but so much (laughs) Much happens. happens. (laughs) It's so wild. Like by the end of the movie, you're like, "Holy shit!" Like you're sweating. You're like, "My God, everything has happened in this movie." Then you realize that, like. Oh wait, nothing really happened in this. Yeah, nothing really happened.
2: Is Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lopper going into the jungle with Columbo to look for a Mayan temple of gold? Yes.
3: Yes. But Mikey, no. It's also not a Mayan Temple of Gold. What the fuck are they? Yeah, it's so no, crazy.
0: No, also, it's not Mayan because it's Incan. we yeah. find out that they're in Peru. So, like, but okay, here's my frustration. A, this movie is paced insane.
2: Yeah, it's terrible.
0: There's no <laughs> Rhyme a reason to anything that happens in this movie. It is bonkers. Secondly, they lay out so many rules for their psychics (gasps) that they might as well not be psychic. Like, there's literally no benefit to being psychic in this world because it doesn't seem to, aside from towards the very end with Jeff Goldblum, it doesn't really seem to help them out. And they have so many blind spots with their psychic abilities where it's like whenever they need to see stuff, they can. But when it's convenient for a joke or a story, they can't.
3: It's just like real life. Yeah. You know, (laughs) where psychics
0: are completely made up. (laughs) Third, whoever costumed this film has no idea what size clothing Jeff Goldblum should be wearing. (laughs) There's that one jacket where it comes up like mid-sleeve. I saw
3: that, I I was like, oh man, the costume designer did a bad job with this one.
0: Not only do they not understand what size clothes Jeff Goldblum wears, they finally get it right, Um, an hour and 20 minutes into this movie where he's supposed to look like he has been through hell and they finally find pants that fit him yeah. and a shirt that is just too tight so that you're just like, wait, is Jeff Goldblum fucking shredded? Yeah, he Has does. he been shredded this whole movie? He does <laughs> look like he is shredded. Yes. And then the very next scene, they're like, you know what? He needs a bad mullet and pants that are literally all pleats. Every single <laughs> pleat you could put in a pant and a sweater that is too large. and it drove me nuts. I honestly had been wondering where
3: all the pleats went, and I found out while <laughs> watching this movie, they all went to Jeff Goldblum's plans.
0: And I don't know why they wouldn't let Cyndi Lauper wear a bra in this whole joint. I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would like to concede a point that Cyndi Lauper may play the worst female character I've ever seen
0: oh it's written bad too like it's it's not her fault
2: (laughs) no (laughs) yeah I mean unless she's a writer on this which I doubt she's not that character is like the opposite of like a role
0: model (laughs) not only that and and I did write write down the names of the screenwriters because they are crazy (laughs) but she's not the best actress but she's not terrible like Clearly she's given bad material. Yeah. I don't think she's the worst actress in the world. No, I think she did great with what she had. But like her
2: character's like, I guess I just got to sleep with this guy for love. And you're like, oh.
3: Yeah. She's like a guy our age being like, man, I think I'm just going to knock up the next girl I fall for because I'm on something long term (laughs) and I'd love to have a child.
2: Yeah, that's unhealthy.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Mikey. But is it? It is, Mikey. (laughs) It is unhealthy. It is unhealthy. Okay. All I got
2: to do is knock her up and then frame her for something call cps take full custody of the child and have her in prison
0: dude just get a foster kid holy (laughs) shit work smarter not harder dingus i don't want big government in my house you literally work with the police (laughs) so i know you are big government (laughs) that's what they call me in the bedroom big government
2: that would be my wrestler name.
0: <laughs> because I'm big and you have to fill out 15 forms before <laughs> I can lay it down.
2: I want that's that's my wrestler persona now is like, "I'm big government. Oh yeah. <laughs> Taxes."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to put you in the regulation stranglehold. <laughs> I'm going to throw you into the next bracket, brother. Um, Okay. (laughs) Despite how bad this movie is, it is both intentionally and unintentionally funny a lot.
3: Yes, it is. Yes.
0: So while I'm not racing to watch this again, there are times through it when I was like, what the fuck? Fine. (laughs) So, Paige,
3: I (laughs) definitely would not watch this again, but I would make someone else watch it and watch it. I would watch it with
2: someone who had not seen it again. Because it
3: is very much a holy shit, you have to see this movie. Come over, we'll watch it. My favorite
2: scene is Jeff Goldblum catching his girlfriend cheating using psychic powers. Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Yes. It's amazing. I also, I, you know what? I'll save it for when we get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. These panties were taken off by another man. My my dad did my laundry.
0: Is your dad a hockey player that scored two goals last night? Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck it, I won't save it for that scene. He's clutching her underwear, yeah. and then she gets out of bed, and we we can kind of see as she's walking around the room. She's she's a very thin woman. She's yes. very slight. The underwear he's holding, it, like I know how big underwear is. I'm a I have a big butt, and I know how big my (laughs) underwear is. That underwear is conservatively 67 sizes too big. That's enormous (laughs) underwear for a woman that small. They would not have fit Jeff Goldblum.
3: They're so big.
2: No. That's so funny.
3: (laughs) I was too busy in that scene.
0: Save it. Save it, Mikey. We got to get into it it in the scene. Table it, table it, table it, table it, table it, it, table it. it. But,
3: okay, so I felt like someone watched Romance in the Stone, where we get our name from, Ghostbusters. uh And like uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and we're like, oh, I could make a movie this good. And they can't.
0: They can't.
3: But you know what? Can they? (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, this movie is. Very watchable because most of the time you're like, oh my god, is this happening? This yeah. got made. Like you're just so yeah. blown away by the movie's audacity and the fact that they got like Jeff Goldblum, who was a big actor at the time and still is. They got Columbo, who was a big actor at the time. And Cindy, Cindy Lauper was huge then. Yeah,
0: C- this is Cindy Lauper is huge. That's why she's billed fucking first in this movie. Yeah, it's wild. Jeff Goldblum had only done like one other movie at this point. Really? So he's, uh. Yeah, he's not that big. This is.
2: This movie made him is what you're saying
3: That makes sense yeah because when you think of Jeff Goldblum The movie you think of this movie
0: <laughs> No you think of The Fly Yeah and that came or, out in 86 or- I think 85, 86 it was before this clearly It was It was before this so y- He does have The Fly but that goes on To be like a cult classic so like okay. At the time he's still kind of Newish and it's not until Like Jurassic Park I would say Is the one that puts him on the Fucking map yeah. where There's no point of return after that. But also, I can't picture him without picturing him in the league as... (laughs) As...
3: As Ruxin's dad, Kroll as Ruxin's yeah, dad, Nick Kroll, yeah, yeah.
0: And so I struggle with that when I watch him in anything. Now
3: I love Jeff Goldblum so much. When he was on Drag
0: Race, he was so funny. He he shopped at my Sur La Table, nice. uh, and was very nice. He was very 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 nice. He
3: does seem like a guy who would be really nice. And I'll say this about his acting style: it is pretty unique, and he does like the average man
0: really well. He does, and people don't let him do it enough. I think because of Jurassic Park, where. He's that neurotic math guy. Yeah. But that's how he is in real life. That does not surprise me. Yeah. If you've ever tried to sell a toaster to Jeff Goldblum, because I have, and it is that. He's like, oh, uh, oh, oh, it, it heats the bread. Oh. Oh, how novel. Oh, yes. Anyway,
2: this, this movie's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I think it's great. But, like, not because of the content. It's like a fantastic experience.
0: It's an okay experience. <laughs>
2: it's like going to medieval times. Like, you don't want to do it again. And,
0: like, you're eating food without silverware But, like Here for it (laughs) I want to do Medieval Times
2: (laughs) I mean, I also love Medieval Times But I also love this movie So I can't The metaphor holds up for me It does
3: hold up for me as well Because we need to go to Medieval Times When we go to LA But it's not the food That makes you go to
2: Medieval Times It's the experience
3: Did you just sing Medieval Times To the tune of the theme from Aladdin? Medieval Medieval Times (laughs) Like Medieval medieval Days (laughs) More often than not, the green knight is hot
0: in a lot of fun ways. (laughs) Uh, no. um...
3: We're ridiculous, and Mikey hates it when we sing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should just get into the movie, though, because there's a lot to talk about, and this movie goes places, but also goes nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: But if you touch this movie, you see it in your mind, and that's where it goes.
3: (laughs) Right. I actually just have like a special friend that no one else can see that tells me where the movie's gonna go.
0: That ending shot. Oh my I God. Swear to God. <laughs> hey, we have to talk about it. Yeah. Table it though. Table it, table it. Table it made me fucking way. angry. <laughs> I, was, and, okay. I hated it so. Okay, we gotta move it. We'll get there. Let's start the uh, movie though. Holy shit. We open on credits over pan flute music. It was the 80s. It made sense. It was the 80s. of trying to get the, keep the guinea pigs away. It's fine. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, now- I, the credits are an adventure in this movie because you are just seeing kind of the background of where we're going to be for most of the movie. But the names, because there's one and it just comes up like on its own. So they must be one of the actors in the film. It's just googie Grass. G o o g y g r e s s yeah, googie grass, and I was like, no one else thinks that's strange. <laughs> I had to, I had to look that up. Did you? Yeah. Wh- who is it? Because I have not had time to look it okay. up. Okay, well, I had to look it up because it was so
3: insane. Like, how does that happen? He was Ingo. He was like the Swedish villain guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he, and
2: he was in a lot of kind of bonkers 80s movies.
3: He was, yeah, he acted a lot and still does act. He's still acting. I can't believe you can't get down with the Googie Grass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Googie Grass. So, he looked to me like the guy who plays Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I don't think he is though, but that that is what he resembled and for most of this movie I was like, is this Francis? But he's not. So, my favorite is at one point they Pan across during the credits an alpaca, which then like turns and walks away from the camera. Where it's like, I didn't agree to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like,
3: this was not in my rider.
0: Nope. Finally, <laughs> finally, we see two hikers walking up through the hills, and one of them is coughing. I'm guessing because of the altitude, because I have inferred from the pan flute music that we are in Peru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that this is altitude sickness. <laughs> It's Middle Earth. (laughs) As that's happening, it just says produced by Ron Howard. And in my notes, I just have Ron Howard. Let this happen. Me too. (laughs) I literally said, wait, Ron Howard worked on this? (laughs) As the two hikers continue up the mountain they're like we're gonna die up here and they squeeze through one of the rocks behind they have like a guide leading them up the mountain and so they're kind of following him and then we get the screenplay credit screenplay by lowell gans l-o-w-e-l-l gans g-a-n-z not that weird of a name but they have a co-writer and their co-writer's name is babaloo mandel (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's actually mm-hmm. Howie Mandel's uh, Writing name He goes by Babalu
0: Really? No No. Paige, oh. Why <laughs> would you go by Babalu? Because literally That is a better explanation Than any other one I can come up with For going by Babalu oh. Like that's Cl- it is clearly an adopted name or a nickname I can't fathom that that would be someone's given name Even though I know Frank Zappa exists <laughs> Like,
3: So I just looked it up, page. Okay He has penned numerous high-profile films like Splash <gasps> City Slickers And The League of Their Own What the fuck? And his first name is actually Mark But he goes by Bobaloo.
0: <sighs> See, those 80s. are all good movies What happened here?
2: Cocaine Cocaine happened here
0: Cocaine
3: Yeah cocaine happened here When they're listing His best credits You'll notice that Vibes was
0: not listed (laughs) Absolutely not Wow Yeah Just go by Mark Yeah White people suck (laughs) <laughs> anyway, they squeeze through more rocks. They climb up into a temple of some sort. Uh, they catch up with their guide, and their guide is chanting over an altar. So he is clearly being very respectful to whatever they've found. Yeah, but
3: he's probably like native to that land. Like he probably knows exactly where that is, what that is. I mean, he took and them what there. it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and the two hikers immediately start chiseling away. Yeah. at a piece of this temple as if they're just like fuck your history i've got a crowbar like just yeah i mean they're american that makes sense to me like i, yeah. I, I bought that yeah that's
3: how history works <laughs> it's not history unless it's stolen and put in a museum page <laughs>
0: <laughs> it belongs in a museum
3: i mean i think we've all heard the phrase
2: history is destroyed by the winners
0: <laughs> <laughs> now as they're literally crowbarring their way into history Uh, the guide is like hey don't do that and they just shoot him which is at this point i know it's not because the timing is wrong but the guy who shoots the guide who ends up touching the pyramid in just a second looks like randy quaid now yeah (laughs) he does like star chasers randy quaid yeah (laughs) Yeah, like flying directly into the independence day spaceship randy quaid yeah absolutely Uh Uh uh-huh So they get the pyramid open and it looks low key like a piece of the Legends of the Hidden Temple set.
2: It's glowing.
0: It's it's glowing. Right? It's gray styrofoam. And when they revealed it, I just shouted in my own house, the shrine of the silver monkey. But like, <laughs> it, that's not what it is.
2: And then Paige's neighbors were like, she's having sex again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but so the other hiker, the one that was crowbarring less is like what is it and the guy with the crowbar is like i don't know and I, he's like you just shot a guy over it <laughs> like
1: <laughs> you don't
3: even know what it is i literally in my brain it shut down my brain just shut down when that happened because i was like they've traveled all this way <laughs> they <laughs> have hiked days they've murdered a man yeah. and they don't <laughs> know what it is how is that possible like none of that made sense to me and Then i was like oh wait cocaine exists this all makes sense to me they shot a man in peru just to watch him die <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: one of those boys was named sue
0: there you go uh so the first hiker the one who doesn't know what it is but shot a guy over it puts his hands on this like glowing pyramid chants in a foreign language and then he just fucking if eva- like the other guy tries to, like, pull him off of it. It throws him across the room. And then the guy touching the pyramid just fucking evaporates. He is just like, no more.
2: He is gone. He's gone forever. Uh-huh. And this is a romantic comedy. <laughs> and now we, have, now we dissolve into New York. Oh,
3: Babaloo. <laughs> you always get me. Babaloo! You write some crazy shit.
0: I'm into you. Oh, <laughs> no. All this is missing is Harrison Ford tied to a post being like, close your, your eyes. eyes! <laughs> yes, absolutely. Don't look at it. Actually, that was
3: put out in front of every theater when Vibes is in the theater. We'll talk about how it did.
0: Don't look at it, Marion. Yeah. I can't believe this concept wouldn't
3: work for Mass Appeal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It should. They should have been able to predict that.
2: (laughs) They don't have actual predictions. They can only find out when their girlfriend's been cheating on
1: them.
0: It's almost (laughs) like psychics
2: aren't real, Paige.
0: Oh, God. Even this movie doesn't seem to think...
2: No, it does, because one of the psychics is employed by a television agency that predicts which
1: one's...
0: (laughs) So everyone on later in this movie, multiple people are on this expedition and each one of them has a fucking pet psychic. And I'm like, did none of you think to get a map like you're you paid for flights, hotel rooms, all bullshit for things that are ostensibly on a fucking map.
3: Yeah. And they don't know what they're doing there.
0: Yeah. No one knows what's there. Yeah.
2: I think they were sent there by the doctor. This is headcanon. Okay. Okay. To discover what he had researched, the source of all psychic energy on the planet. Oh, and he
0: told them it was gold so Uh that they would go.
3: Yeah. Mm. Does he not refer to the room of gold later when we meet him? He doesn't. Harry
0: does. He knows a psychic. Okay, that
3: makes sense then. I actually like that headcanon then. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Yeah, that makes sense. But yes, then we dissolve to New York City. We dissolve to a classic New York scene of a monkey dressed to play baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, if that was going on on my street, I'd pitch to that
3: monkey. Like, I would see if it could hit those balls. (laughs) Like, that to me would be awesome. I would pay that dollar. Yes, I would. I want to see that monkey hit a ball and it go through like a- Expensive cars windshield. Like
0: that's what I want. There's no way that, that that doesn't happen on the daily. Like, yeah, I there's no way you would just have a monkey out. I like know. I know it's the 80s, but damn.
3: I mean, you usually get arrested if your monkey's just out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 80s New York is not
2: modern New York.
3: Wait, are you saying that because the Twin Towers were still there, you bastard? Mm-hmm. Never forget. Never Mikey.
0: forget. Never forget. forget.
2: I'll always remember you, Robert Patterson.
0: <laughs> it's Pattinson! <laughs> It is Pattinson <laughs> for like the 50th time.
3: I love how he can remember the movie but not remember how to say his name.
0: It was an inside job. Pierce Brosnan knew about it all along. Oh, I
3: you know God. he did.
0: God. You're welcome, mom. Just saying it for you. Oh, that's right, because she actually thought that. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, that was my mother's theory about Remember Me. Was that Pierce Brosnan knew and like sent him there for spite. <laughs> Oh, I like that
3: reading, but it's super dark.
0: (laughs) She's like, I just think he knew about it. Mom, how could he know? I don't know. Anyway, so there's a baseball monkey and a guy playing three-card Monty, which three-card Monty is typically an unwinnable game Mm -hmm. for the most part.
3: Unless you're psychic.
0: Yeah. Unless you're psychic because a guy walks past and immediately, like, hustles the hustler. Yeah. Well, and then the hustler's like,
3: What are
0: you one of those psychics get the fuck out of here psychic this thing that really exists in this universe I love it me too this game's for normal people is what he says yeah Well and I think the reason he says that is because directly across from his three card Monty table which honestly location 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 Absolutely it's kind of on him you shouldn't set up a three card Monty table in front of the department of paranormal studies
3: (laughs) You think I mean he is definitely losing more money than he's making
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah And we... Go inside now you hear some Chatter around because we get like A montage of people using their psychic Gifts but some of my favorite things that People say are like where's your degree from University of Oklahoma it's like As if you could get a degree in being Psychic from well, just a regular Liberal arts college but He was just one of the
3: scientists that was studying The psychics oh, yeah. he wasn't a psychic Himself it was the psychic asking the scientist Where he got his degree from
0: right But that would mean he would have a degree in Paranormal studies I I mean, because yeah. this
2: is this takes place in the Ghostbusters universe. <laughs>
0: Basically. So, okay. So the first person we see is the guy that, that walked in, who we will learn is Ingo, is his name. Yeah, he's
3: one of the villains.
0: Yeah, Googie Grass.
3: Which is not a made-up name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he is identifying flashcards. So it's like circle, star, wavy lines. Yeah, circle, circle, dot, dot. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, cootie shot. We then cut to a guy trying to move an ashtray, and he's trying really hard. And they're like, "Don't worry about it. Maybe you can't do it." But he then manages to move it. And they're like, "Oh my god, you did it!" And he's like, "I also peed my pants."
2: Yeah, he's a terrible psychic.
0: <laughs> I mean, how did not see that like- bathroom
3: necessity comment? Like, he should have been like, "Hey, I gotta pee. I know when I need to pee." <laughs>
0: I like the idea that you have telekinesis but every time you use it you just piss yourself <laughs> it's definitely a monkey's paw type
3: scenario right
0: Paige? <laughs> the x-men would be so different
3: <laughs> all of them wearing diapers psychic energy is stored in the balls
0: <laughs> right next to the p yeah, yeah that's where the p mm-hmm. is
3: yeah there's one ball for pee. One ball for psychic energy.
0: <laughs> psychic energy. Oh my god! But I just want you to picture Jean Grey just like moving a building, and just a puddle forming beneath.
2: Yeah, because I walked by.
0: <laughs> anyway, so Jeff Goldblum is identifying knives. Yes. And he identifies one as out of the box, basically like this like this knife is new, which I feel like would not take psychic powers. No, I mean but like, he <laughs> would also
3: probably have said someone touched this at the factory. It's brand new. It's like right, a brand right. new thing. But like, yeah, like you could just tell it's brand new because it's not been used.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's like brand new, cafeteria butter knife, and then he picks up one of the like chef's knives and is like she stabbed her husband with this eight to nine times and they're just like
3: yes vice versa it was he stabbed his wife eight or nine times he got it right yeah he did get it right but they were like yeah we know and he was like why would you do that to me which i feel like is a very fair question for him to ask
0: not only that i'd be like is this trial complete because now my prints are on this knife That's a very That's good fine. point. Jeff
3: Goldblum was just set up for murder. He had to leave the country. <laughs> it's fresh from the <laughs>
0: evidence locker.
2: My favorite part of the scene is when he like gets upset and touches the table. He's like, someone's fucked on this table. <laughs>
0: Someone had sex on this table. I imagine that it was the two people testing because yeah, they, him. Looked at they each gave other. each other a look. I was just like, ooh, Lovely with yeah. or without the knives.
3: <laughs> Maybe they're in the knife play page. I don't judge. <laughs> be careful though
0: they're like also this wasn't a test we were just setting up for later and you just came over and started touching stuff <laughs> we we were setting up for jared leto's the joker to just like pose in the middle of this display of knives Okay, so I'm the only one who saw the first Suicide Squad. Cool, cool. He like, cool, did cool, the cool, clock cool, cool, thing, cool, cool, I remember. <laughs> I haven't seen either Suicide Squad, I just had no interest. The second one is really fun. The first one shouldn't exist.
2: Oh, I think they're both not great, but like both watchable.
0: So they're like vibes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first one is damn near unwatchable. The second one, also not great, but so fun you don't care. I am just at the point where I don't give a
3: fuck if superheroes are in the movie. Like... Even Marvel movies I'm out I'm so bored Like there's no stakes In these movies Like they're so Cookie cutter predictable I can't do it
2: After Endgame I'm just having a hard time Getting into the Marvel stuff
3: Same yeah, I have same. not watched A Marvel TV show I haven't watched a movie Since Endgame And I just don't care That new Spider-Man
2: movie That's gonna slap I have to go see that
3: I might see that eventually I... it's,
2: got, it's got all the Different Spider-Mans in it Yeah even that to me Feels gimmicky Like I, I just don't care yeah. I just Yeah I'm down for that gimmick
3: Cause there's gonna be No stakes in that movie They're going to bring everyone back So everyone goes to see it But the movie's probably going to be fine It'll be good
0: Yeah I can guarantee it's going to be okay Yeah But it's not going to be anything original Or earth shattering Yeah And I'm not saying You shouldn't like these movies I'm just saying I'm sort of bored with them Yeah We cut to The cafeteria At the paranormal Like the Department of Paranormal Research It's a
2: big building I love it
0: This movie also posits a world where Not only is it this big giant building But that building is just full of psychics Of all different kinds And no one thinks that's weird They're just
3: like Oh you're here for this too Like oh It's very normal in this universe Yeah And they're literally like Well what kind of psychic are you? Like there's so many psychics That they've put them into categories I mean Right Jeff Goldblum even says I forget what he calls himself But like it's a title Like he has a a name for the type of psychic he is mm-hmm. don't psych
0: shame i'm not psych shaming <laughs> psychometry <laughs> yeah, yeah psychometry thank you anyway so this is also where we meet cindy lopper's character miss Pickle, which i'm like really like because it's spelled pickle but yeah. she's Pickle, yeah. and her skill is automatic drawing which has long been debunked Wait, does she ever automatic draw? She does not. Oh, I guess she does. No,
3: she does at the very beginning, right? Because that's the elephant test with her. Right. But they never
0: use that again. They never use it again. Oh, wow. I forgot about
3: it. They use her spirit guide the rest of the movie. Yeah. That's her real power.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's her her real power is Lorraine, her spirit, or uh, Louise, her spirit guide. Right,
3: and then someone else becomes her spirit guide.
0: God, I hated that so much. (laughs) I loved it. And then Jeff
3: Goldblum's head. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> you guys didn't Mikey! see that
0: But Mikey did the Jeff Goldblum face From the end and it was amazing uh, So we cut to them in the cafeteria They're all discussing their gifts And Cyndi Lauper is talking to Louise Who's not there Just like out in the open Just like no I you tell him I don't want to tell, You know like having a full conversation Right And As they're all talking, the doctor in charge of the study that they're applying for walks up to basically greet everyone. Thank them for participating in the study. And then Ingo, who is the first guy we saw with the flashcards, is like, hey, uh, wouldn't you want to concentrate on the most talented psychics? And he's like, well, if it was that, it would be Nick and Sylvia because Ingo is clearly thinking that he is the best. Yes. Yes. He's pretty overconfident. Yeah, but he's a white male that runs deep with us. Yeah, 100%. So uh, the doctor's like, no, it's going to be all of you, even though Nick and Sylvia were the best. Yeah. But have a great day and kind of walks away. And as he walks away... Sylvia, who is Cindy Lauper, chases after him. Oh, yeah. He's like,
2: we should sleep together. Yeah.
0: She says, move in with me.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he's like, what? And she starts laughing it off like it was a joke, but it was clearly not a joke. It was <laughs> not a joke. I have
2: so much sympathy for Luis, the spirit that haunts her.
3: <laughs> oh, because yeah.
2: I feel like in this podcast, we made a lot of jokes about like how annoyed the ghost would be that haunted me. And I feel like Luis is like a real movie telling of what that would be like. And yeah just like you're doing the wrong thing like this relationship is obviously a disaster like don't talk to this person clean up your house like get it, get it <laughs>
0: all together do your
3: dishes yeah
0: <laughs> but honestly it's like either she only takes louise's advice when it's not about men or louise just doesn't tell her what's up because louise <laughs> would have known the whole time Yeah. no she does i know with steve beshemi she does But everyone else, not really. Well, I mean, in a room full of psychics, he is,
3: like, the main villain, I'd say, in the movie, the doctor is. And no one knows it, except for maybe Ingo, who we find out who is working with the doctor. Right. But, like, every other psychic should know.
0: Yes, and Louise should know. And that's kind of part of... My frustration with the movie.
2: Louise should know. Jeff Goldblum can't know because he hasn't touched an object that they've planned their stuff around.
0: He shakes that guy's hand. I know. You shake their
3: hand. You touch their shoulder. You're touching their clothes. They would know. Like, psychics aren't real. But I mean,
0: (laughs) you would know. Yeah, this movie sets it up that they know so much and so little at the same time. Where the fact that they can still be double-crossed is ridiculous
3: i also think the fact that like cindy lopper is played as like a poor like lower class woman but a psychic is crazy to me like if you're a legit psychic i mean we see someone use her to make thousands of dollars why would she not do that yeah play the fucking stock market like exactly Paige. she could take ten dollars and turn that into yeah. ten million dollars in like a week There's no reason she should be like low class and poor In everything
2: she does She does not do things for herself very well In every department
3: Okay, therapist, yes I mean, absolutely, you're right (laughs) I I just don't think she loves herself enough to be rich I'm not paying you $120 for Cindy (laughs) Lauper's character I'm not doing
0: that But also, have we considered her Aquanet budget?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Her hair was... Insane
0: It defies gravity Todd
3: I literally said I can't tell if someone did her hair Or if she just woke up
0: In every scene
3: Every scene looks that way
0: Every single scene it looks like either someone spent A concerted amount of time To make her hair look that bad Or she just woke up And there's no way to tell the difference between the two There's no way
3: But if you look at like Madonna from this time period too Same Like she looks very pop fashion for that time Right (laughs) The 80s were a very, like, Coke-filled fever dream.
0: (laughs) Which explains why she's like, move in with me. I've got a great business idea.
3: (laughs) It's called being a fucking psychic. I can make as much money as we need. Why is everyone at the table not, like, getting into Bentleys that are chauffeured by people? Like, every one of them should be so rich.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially the one who's like, I work for a TV station telling them what's going to like work and what's not going to work. You should be a gazillionaire. Oh, yeah. Do you know how much like networks would pay for that?
3: There are networks that pay for that now, and they pay a lot for it. And those people are not great at those jobs. She is someone yeah. who would be like foolproof, would definitely know 100% success ratio. She'd be running the network. She would yeah. have millions of dollars. Yes. <laughs> I could see Jeff Goldblum needing a job. Because you can't really, I mean, I guess you could sort of like charge for your service. But he also doesn't like his powers or like,
2: and likes using them. That's he, true.
0: He's missing the clear job that is exactly what he should be doing. And that is Antiques Roadshow. Because, oh, like, oh my God, yes! That's, he should be a fucking Home and Gardens Network celebrity. Yeah. Just like touching somebody's porcelain figurine and being like, your grandmother brought this bought this at a rite aid and told you that it was like that that's all
3: (laughs) i want you can still see the sticker yeah i'm amazed you did not know that it says
0: 399 i'm not psychic you're just dumb like
3: (laughs) i do feel like every psychic should be legally required to say that at the end of their session
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not (laughs) psychic you're just dumb (laughs) yes i'm just picturing him just being like this chamber pot touch the ass of a queen like i i want <laughs> well he works at a museum i think that's what he does it's like the most professional version of antiques road yeah, show uh-huh. this sarcophagus is worth ten thousand dollars <laughs> anyway so he catches up with cindy lopper and is like oh hey we're the best in the class that's pretty fun and he kind of explains his power and she asks do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, you're very nice. But yes, I do. And she's like, well, do you see what I have to offer? Because Louise is worried about you. Your girlfriend's cheating on you. Yeah. And he's just like, OK, uh, I'm going to head out. Yeah. And I
2: love that he's a psychic who doesn't believe the other psychics. He just had another study with like, OK, psychic.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's fair because he just saw her ask the doctor to move in with her. I mean, yes, it seems those
2: special powers seem to come from trauma. Well, she also
0: she knew his girlfriend's name, so I think he does kind of believe it because that's why it like messes with his head. Yeah. But also, I'm like, when was the last time you saw your girlfriend? Like, his powers are so like problematic that he would touch anything: toothbrush, hair, like. Anything of hers that he touches would know something, yeah. I would think. Oh, yeah. Because he he's like the police dog of the psychic world. And so, like... <laughs> he is the CSI
3: Jeff Goldblum. Like, that is
0: 100% what he is. And yeah. I would watch that show. Yeah. He's like, it looks like this sarcophagus... Is dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he just takes off the glasses. I love it. The psychic lady that runs
3: the network just said it's going to be a hit, Paige. That's
0: going to be a hit. <laughs> We're going to spin off Antiques Roadshow into CSI Psychics.
3: <laughs> it, they're ten minute episodes. They're very quick. <laughs> Whoa, well, ten minutes is not that quick. <laughs> oh, Mikey.
0: I want you to. Can picture... I do? Mikey is single, ladies. Yes, you can. <laughs> I want you to picture Jeff Goldblum. I do it often. Live TV audience. Perfect. Holding a manila envelope. I have the DNA test results right here. And then he just <laughs> holds his hand on it and is like, you are the father. Yeah. <laughs> Let me
2: one up your joke. He just has a pregnant woman.
3: <laughs> Touches the, the belly. belly. <laughs> He doesn't even need the test, Paige. (laughs) He's just like, oh, yeah, I can definitely see when this happened. You were there and he was there
0: and it was doggy style. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we cut to them outside and we reveal that the Department of Paranormal Studies is part of NYU in this movie. Yeah.
2: Just like Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah. So oh, wow yeah. Sylvia kisses the doctor before he gets in his taxi. Jeff Goldblum gets in a taxi and as they do that they see that somebody has been photographing them and is basically seeing who they're using in the study. Yeah, they're like, is there a 70s detective taking photos of us from across the street through a telephoto lens?
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. there is.
0: And I don't know why none of us could sense that and go out a different entrance. (laughs) Why would you have to ask that question? You would know. Which Ingo does point out where he's like, why is there a photographer? And he's like, you're psychic, figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Although I don't
3: think Jeff Goldblum could unless he was holding the camera, but Ingo probably (laughs) could. I don't really quite know what Ingo's... Power is I like. I think he can read other people's minds. Okay, so he definitely would be able to see that. Oh yeah, but you're right, Paige. Because he when he gets the card thing wrong, he's like your your mind's a jumbled mess. So he is reading minds.
0: Yeah, which makes no sense for his powers at the end of this movie. No, it does not. You mean when he has just a gun? Uh, when he when he has a gun and like a decoder ring? Yeah. yeah,
2: and a machete. We'll get there. Let's go through the romance stuff now.
0: Yeah, sure, 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 sure. sure. So uh, we get to the museum where Jeff Goldblum is at work and is clearly not on his game and is thinking about what Cyndi Lauper has said about his girlfriend. As he's working, we find out that the owner of the museum has been defrauding the investors and he wants Jeff Goldblum's character, Nick, who, by the way, his name is Nick Deezy. And I was like, like, Deezy Nuts. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's a weird game. He wants Nick to, like, hold people's keys and tell them stuff about them. He wants them to do basically party tricks to make people happy. Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. Yeah, of course. We cut to a horse racing track where Steve Bashemi and Cindy Lauper are on a date. And it's clear that he is her ex And she's going to use her psychic powers to help him win some money, courtesy of Louise. I did love young Steve Buscemi in this. I was like, yeah, Steve Buscemi's in this movie. It's going to be great. I love
3: him. He's great in every scene. This is his only scene.
0: Yeah, this this is his (laughs) only scene. He steals it because she does help him win money. And then as they're leaving, we reveal that he had a different date there the whole time. Yeah, Who is hotter than Cyndi Lauper, where you're just like, I know Steve Buscemi's a nice guy in real life. But damn, like
3: that is cold. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Oh, you mean like you think he's batting outside
0: of his ability right there with those two ladies? I am of the belief that no one has a limit to their batting abilities. I'm just saying he's good at the game. Yeah. Baby.
2: Not me. I'm that monkey dressed
3: up on the street. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm the guy who's like, You want to throw a pitch at Mikey? If you can strike him out, I'll give you $3. Monkey
0: is single, ladies.
3: (laughs) I like the jokes where Mikey doesn't laugh. He's just like, Oh, you fucking. Hey, to be fair,
0: I did say Monkey is single. Oh, and, that makes and it funnier. And double and triple because it's baseball. <laughs> uh, anyway, we cut to Jeff Goldblum's apartment where he is basically getting into bed with his girlfriend, Hillary. And the dialogue here is so strange where he's basically about to ask her if she has been cheating on him but instead what he says is have you been taking care of yourself
3: yeah I thought that was a weird way to bring up are you cheating on me like what I thought he was asking is have you been masturbating Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is what it sounds like he's asking and then he retrieves her giant underpants <laughs> which is funny
3: because he just reaches down where like in between her legs but like you clearly he does not take anything off of her because that would be like right. she'd have to like move her legs up and like none of that ever happens right. or they're so big you can like maneuver it all with one hand Man. she just has them
0: wrapped around her <laughs> like a towel I never would have made it past sensors at this time but I desperately wanted him to start fingering her and that's how he found oh, out that would have been amazing <laughs> wait a second I wanted him to touch her and then be like <gasps> another hand's been here (laughs) or or like nine inches girthy. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Imagine how terrible that would be if you're like having sex with your girlfriend and you're just like getting the visions of all the time. She's had sex with other dudes, dude, you guys don't do that now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way Micah can finish
0: that's why i make this face sometimes
3: (laughs) never make a weird face during sex it'll throw people off you only make weird faces during sex (laughs) (laughs) oh my vinegar strokes are terrible
0: oh jeff goldblum's vinegar strokes (laughs) if i had a boyfriend who could tell the like who could be psychic with whatever he touches i would never cheat on him Because you'd never get away with it, or just in general,
3: Paige, you'd never cheat on him. Yeah, in in general, don't cheat on people. Just don't cheat on people. The
2: only reason Paige
3: (laughs) doesn't cheat is because you're (laughs) psychic
0: I mean, like, yeah, don't cheat on people in general, but extra, don't cheat on a psychic. (laughs) It's one of my rules: don't fuck with the Faye. fuck everything that floats, don't cheat on a psychic. (laughs) Anyway, this is where, while holding her gigantic underwear, he's just like a pro hockey player, too good. And it
2: I love this scene so much
0: I
3: love that when she gets out of bed And they're having that conversation While she's like there are two things we can do We can get over it move on or we can break up She's walking out of the room Into the kitchen back into the room
0: Yeah she's just like pacing I was like why are
3: you walking around the house? Like, just stay in the room, you crazy person. I pace when I'm nervous.
2: There's nothing wrong with pacing. But she
3: literally walks out of the room while she's having this conversation. I love her rebuttal, which is like, I have needs. I just have to take care of it. And like,
2: if you're going to make a big deal about this, you know, like, but we can still be He together. was
0: only gone for a week, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> he was gone for three weeks. but That doesn't excuse it. But what is crazier to me is that in this scene, she's wearing a very large button down shirt. Yeah. And you, we can see her bra under it We know that he has her underwear Right Ostensibly As far as the movie is telling us She is naked from the waist down Yeah She's Winnie the pooing right now But also she's cavorting around the room And as she moves You can tell that they have taped that shirt to her butt cheeks Yeah so it doesn't like rise or move at all. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, the tail of that shirt's really hugging her butt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a baggy <laughs> shirt, but yeah, essentially her argument is, I and she says this: I am not emotionally prepared for a bloodletting about this. Yeah, which I'm just like, bitch, you cheated. It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> right. so bonkers. <laughs> it's so bonkers. Have you ever dated somebody like that? Oh, a, a, a crazy person? No, I
3: have. I just moved 10 days after I found out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he dumps her because essentially what she's saying is like, hey, if you want to hold me accountable for this, then our relationship is over. And do you really want to throw away our relationship or you can rise above it? You yeah. can you can be better than this bad thing I did. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> and he rightfully breaks up with her. Yeah. Because here's the thing, is that something that people choose to do where they get past it and work together? Yes, but not with that attitude. <laughs>
3: like <laughs> hilarious.
0: Not not with one person being like you need to get over <laughs> Yeah, immediately, immediately. Immediately when they find out, yeah. It's usually with one person being like, I am so sorry, this will never happen again. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> he was a hockey player. I went out with the girls, we got drunk, we met a bunch of guys, I had sex with one of them. Yeah. That was like her excuse, quote unquote. I was like that's not, that's just the story. That's that's not just yeah, that's just a <laughs> night out. I don't
0: Anyway, we cut to Cindy Lauper, who gets off the train and heads to her apartment. There's someone inside and so she grabs, she like Quietly closes the door And grabs a shotgun She grabs
3: the biggest Shotgun I've seen In my life Like sawed off shotgun And then she puts yes. a, One shell in it It's a double veil shotgun But she puts one yes, shell, she shell in <laughs> it And shell. then she goes Into the kitchen And it's Columbo In her fridge <laughs> And Natalie was like Why is he in her fridge And he's holding An ice cream sandwich And I was like I mean there's An ice cream sandwich He's just He's not gonna Not eat that Like that's definitely yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, if I am
2: breaking into your house and you have an ice cream sandwich... Yeah,
3: Mikey's pulling <laughs> a Columbo. That's
0: all he's saying. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I came to rob your diamonds. Do you think I'm not taking a Snickers ice
3: cream bar out of your <laughs> freezer?
0: I heard you're sick, and I'm here to read you a story, but first,
3: <laughs> ice cream bar. I do love that when she's holding the gun in his head, he like points to like put the gun down, and she moves it to like where his crotch would be, and he's like, okay, put hey, it back up. Put, it back to up. put the yeah. gun back up, yeah. <laughs> Columbo is really funny in this movie and i really enjoy him
0: he's low-key my favorite character in this
3: show. Yeah. i love him he's so good but
0: he introduces himself as harry Buscafusco, fusco yeah which Buscafusco. is a crazy name
3: oh it's an amazing Buscafusco. name it's so great but i forgot about it and then when he says it as he's dying
0: it made me laugh multiple times it made <sighs> me laugh your limo's ready Mr. Buscafusco. <laughs> Mr. Buscafusco. Those are like his dying words, Mikey. Oh, my God.
3: This movie's terrible, but I love it.
0: So he tells her that he needs a psychic to help find his son and that he's going to give her $50,000 to do it. Yeah. And that's why he broke in because he didn't want to be in the hallway carrying $50,000. Sure. But- I think really what we'll find out is he just wanted an ice cream sandwich. But Paige,
2: what would you do for a Klondike bar?
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you go to Peru and find an untold well of psychic power? No. How about I just pay the $1. fifty or whatever it costs for a fucking Klondike bar? <laughs> anyway. We cut to Nick at work the next day and they're trying to essentially center a display and the trustees are back. They're literally chasing him down to play with their keys again. Yeah. Sylvia shows up and is like, yo, I'm going to Ecuador. Oh my God, she says Ecuador, but it is Peru, I think. They talk about the Incans. It's, it's South America.
3: like, <laughs> But they do say Ecuador,
2: right? I thought they
3: did say Ecuador.
0: Yeah, and then they talk about the Incans. Which, yeah. oh, hold on, let me see if maybe... Yeah, I mean, I guess we could research that, but like... I'm doing it right now. Okay. Okay. All right. So there were... The the Inca also existed in Ecuador. So they kind of spread across. So yes, there would be Incas in Ecuador as well. Okay, cool. So they're going to Ecuador, not Peru. And she tells him about the job she's taking, that she wants to find this kid. And she's trying to get him to go with her. And he's like, no, not so much. Uh, But the trustees are chasing him, so... They kind of run off together. Yeah. To sit in the elephant display and talk about what it's like being a psychic and this job that she has So we find out that he's always been a psychic and people would force him to use his gifts Like as a kid, they forced him to rat people out Yeah, Yeah.
3: I like the way he explained the kids' reactions to it because it was like, they didn't hate me They just thought I was a freak and no one wanted to talk to me after that
0: Right, because they're just like, yeah, Yeah. I I can't trust you with anything You know, it's not your fault uh, but then we find out how Cindy Lauper got her gift. Yeah, she fell off a ladder.
3: Paige. happens all the time. I'm <laughs> surprised Mondo doesn't have a ghost that follows him around and tells him everything. For all
0: the times he's, yeah, jumped, for all the times off he's jumped
3: off ladders. I mean,
0: <laughs> you mean the Monster Energy Drink Invitational Ladder Jump of Covina, yeah. California? That's one of my favorite
3: Mondo stories. I love Mondo so much.
0: He's so great. Uh- <laughs> but we find out that she fell off a ladder when she was 12, in in a very Phoebe Kate story kind of way. Yes, and. That she was then in a coma for two weeks. And when she came to Louise was there, but her family didn't understand her gift and didn't believe her. So they put her in a kind of like troubled teen home facility where she learned to astral project to escape basically her bad living situation. Yes. But now she only does it at the dentist. She says, I only do it at the
3: dentist now, but it's like, Super dangerous and sometimes I'm not sure If I'm going to get back to my body Then why do you even right. do it to the dentist Like that's crazy Have you been to the dentist
0: I mean I have Invisalign Yeah I've been to the dentist I go like once a month now I mean do you think she takes weird propofol selfies like the one i posted in the (laughs) horror version Uh, thank
3: (laughs) you for your validation mikey it's appreciated and needed thank
0: you thank you thank you (laughs) i'll continue to take selfies under the influence (laughs) i've done too many of those (laughs) they probably weren't as
3: great as mine no if you guys haven't seen it join the facebook group is that the horror version facebook that's a horror
0: that's a horror version facebook group because it was for the get out of us that's right it was wonderful It's basically Paige coming back from the sunken place. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he kind of decides to go with her because his life is in shambles because she was right about the girlfriend and He tells his boss Because his boss Has now chased him down Literally chased him down Yeah To play with the trustees again And he's like I'm taking an immediate Sabbatical to Ecuador And if you aren't Going to honor the sabbatical I'm just going to quit And so Well yeah because His boss is like
3: A sabbatical I won't allow it And he's like Well then fuck you I quit I'm leaving Bye
0: Yes I have $50,000 And
3: this is 1988 I'll never have to work again (laughs) (laughs) Side note I did look it up That's like $116,000 Today I mean that's That's no small amount of money. It's enough money to get another job on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, be Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd go to
2: Peru or Ecuador or something.
0: I'd do it for $50,000 today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we cut to them getting off the plane, and Cindy Lauper is dressed in my notes. I just have that she is dressed as if Minnie Mouse was a sex worker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you want to be famous, don't
0: you? <laughs> Black and red with polka dots, Yep. but there's like Cutouts across her midriff and arm and leg. You want show? You gotta,
2: you gotta touch my steamboat Willie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice outfit, Minnie. It's a crazy outfit. It is. Uh, and then she runs to meet Harry Peter Falk, who is dressed like he owns Jurassic Park. And I know Jurassic (laughs) Park doesn't exist yet, but that's exactly what he looks like, where he's just like, we've spared no expense. The Chilean sea bass is fantastic. Like (laughs) that (laughs)
3: level of madness. He literally was one amber cane away from starting a dino park.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Which if you're not following the Jurassic Park updates Twitter. I love it. Fix your life. It's one of my favorite things on Earth. So then Jeff Goldblum gets off the plane. He's like, I can't breathe. I like to breathe. I'm good at it.
3: <laughs> and he's like yeah it's because we're so high in elevation
0: it's like if you're like I don't know have you
3: guys ever been to Denver like it is a higher elevation and it's harder to get a deep breath like I understand that but everyone else seems to be fine but it's probably because Jeff Goldblum is a solid two feet taller
0: than everyone else <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's got some elevation issues that they'll never understand <laughs> he's got his own weather system up there and I, and I know that he's a tall guy he is. but he's not like Crazy tall They're just
3: both very short If you had to guess how tall Jeff Goldblum was And I just looked it up How tall do you think he is? 6'2
0: Yeah, yeah. having met Jeff Goldblum in real life I would say 6'2, 6'3
3: He is 6'4 So you guys are both very close Okay But like Cindy Lauper is short, you know She's gotta be like
0: 5'3 I think she's my height I think she's 5'2 But that means Peter Falk is like 5'4 So
3: Cindy Lauper is 5'3 And Peter Falk is dead
0: Okay, so six feet. Yeah, so he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's
3: negative six feet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he was five six. So yeah, he uh, is almost a good foot taller than everybody else.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So they get to the hotel, and Sylvia barges into Jeff Goldblum's room to be like, which dress should I wear? And he's like, do you have any that come up higher than mid-bosom? And I'm just like, quit being a square. Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about?
3: Shut up, Jeff.
0: Let her wear what she wants to wear. Yeah. Enjoy the show.
3: And that's more or less what she says. She's like, I want to put the goods on display.
0: Yeah. If Macy's wants to sell something, they put it in the front window is what she says. She also says that he sounds like he's a nerd that says words like penis. (laughs) I thought that was the sickest of birds. (laughs) (laughs) But also, absolutely. (laughs) Anyway. He's like, Do you think people are interested in anything but your body? And she says, No. And he's like, Nice self image, which is yeah. kind of sad. It and is mean. very sad. Yeah.
2: Also a sick bird, but like
3: too far, too yeah. real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so she then remarks that he brought a lot of clothes and he. Reveals that one suitcase is entirely full of water because this is way before 9-11. Shit, yeah. And the other oh, one man. is just dehydrated
3: food. Yeah.
2: Which is hilarious.
3: I really did love that scene because he's explaining the dehydrated food. He's like, I brought food with me because I don't want to eat something here and make me sick. And she's like, Well, you brought food, you had to put water in, and water's what you have to worry about. And he just like reveals the jugs of water in his other suitcase. I feel like that was like the only good writing in this movie. That suitcase
0: <laughs> would be hundreds of pounds. Oh, yeah. It'd be so heavy. Meanwhile, Harry shows up and is like, we should get going right away because, you know, my son- And they're like, can't we get settled first? And he's like, oh, sure. The natives are out there just shrinking his head. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Is this Disney's Jungle Cruise? Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? But so they agree to go. So they go out to the countryside. They get off a bus and they are kind of examining where he was last seen. They give Jeff Goldblum a shirt that he used to wear and he touches the shirt and follows it and does find a direction. But then realizes, like, this isn't your son's shirt. It's only been worn by an older man. And he's like, then it's my father. Did I say son? I meant father. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, your age. (laughs) And he's like, oh, yeah, my mom remarried to a high school buddy. Like, yeah. yeah, I do love that Jeff Goldblum's like, I believe him. Oh, wait, I'm
3: going back to New York. This is insane. (laughs) Yeah,
0: immediately. (laughs) And they get stopped by someone trying to sell them something on the street. We will find out eventually that this is Carl, the bodyguard for the other group. But this is the first time they see him. Yeah. Oh, and he's
3: like selling tin or something like that. And then Columbo (laughs) calls him the mayor, buys whatever he's selling and like makes this big show of it. I was like, what is happening right now? There's no way that guy is not important to the plot.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he was. So he finally kind of comes clean is like, it's the and room of gold. I sent two guys. One didn't come back. The other came back and now he's crazy. But That's his shirt. And he's like, Well, the shirt has been to a lost Incan City, but I need to talk to the guy in the hospital. And he's kind of like, No. And he turns to Cindy Lopper and is like, Can we find this without him? And she's like, No. And he's like, Okay, okay, we'll go to the hospital tomorrow. Like, we'll get on the bus, we'll go to the hospital, and then we'll move from there. So they get back to the hotel where they're having happy hour, and she's drinking like drinks from the bar, and he's drinking one of his water jugs. I love that so much. Has put flowers and a tiny umbrella on top of yeah, <laughs> and he's got so, a big so straw funny. in it. Yeah, it's like a margarita,
3: <laughs> but it literally it's just like one of those like two gallon jugs of water. Yeah,
0: the it's it's like a fridge shelf jug, yes, which exactly. is not as much a thing anymore. I do
3: remember them though. Yeah,
0: where you they have like a plug that you open and then you would pour water out of them. Yeah, and so it's that, but he's got a straw in the top of it. So they kind of talk amongst themselves. She's kind of looking for a hot guy there. Not a hot guy, Paige, but a
3: rich guy.
0: A rich guy. The hottest,
3: richest guy.
0: Yeah. And he's like, you could do great here. Like, none of these women have anything you don't. You can absolutely do it. Right. And so they get into a fake argument to attract attention. And a man approaches their table. He introduces himself as Alejandro de la Vivar. Yeah. Uh. And says that he's got a small business meeting over the price of silver And he'll come back to get hurt in 15 minutes
3: Yeah, so they decide to kill time by dancing After they just said they were brother and sister to this guy Yeah They then go off and dance very sexually
0: Well, and they're dancing because they're trying to avoid being seen by Ingo Who has showed up And they're like, nobody's supposed to know why they're here And I'm like, he's psychic Yeah, I mean, what are we doing? He knows you're here That makes sense
3: I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, so they they try to (laughs) dance to, like, distract. And because they can predict each other's next move, they're dancing amazing. I think the movie thinks this is chemistry, but it's not. It's just weird.
2: Oh, there's no chemistry in this whole movie. What are you talking about?
0: No, and Ingo's just kind of watching them. And at one point, she jumps up and has her legs around his waist, and he's, like, carrying her as they're dancing. It's very strange. But they end up sitting at Ingo's table. So they, like, whatever they just did this dance for, completely moot. And it goes on for, like, two minutes. It's a long
3: dance. It's a long dance. Like, why was that even there? They could have just walked over to Ingo. Yeah, and they end up just making out at his table. Well, because they're trying to, like, sell him on the thing that, like, this is where they're going to start vacationing every year. Right. And he's like, I'm a fucking psychic. (laughs)
0: Psychic.
3: (laughs) The literal jig is is up. up. (laughs)
0: oh my god
3: mikey yes
0: but alejandro shows up and i guess misses the fact where she was making out with her brother i know right because he does walk up right
3: after they're done kissing i mean he seemed a little into it so whatever
2: (laughs) hey like listen it's fine he was like you know what he's like really probably really happy with the state of internet pornography right now (laughs) (laughs) uh i guess they're step-siblings (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's a good joke or not
3: it's staying in either way
0: (laughs) (laughs) so she leaves and then jeff goldblum spots a woman across the bar her name is consuelo Mm -hmm. uh And it is the actress. Yeah, I looked it up
3: during the movie because I was like, I recognize her voice. Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. She has been in a ton of stuff. Yes,
0: Elizabeth Pena. um, Yeah. I, I would say I remember her most from Rush Hour.
3: That's what I remember her most from, yes.
0: Yeah, but she's been in tons. And still
3: is acting, I believe.
0: Yeah, she has like a very, very, very... Bit part in this movie But is probably Almost as recognizable As everyone else In this movie Yeah she probably Wasn't very famous now And I wouldn't say She's like a household name now But she
3: is like A legit working actress But man I love this Because she like Convinces Jeff Goldblum To take her back To his room Right Then tries to Kill him with a knife And like cuts his shoulder But like As she's going to Attack him Goes through a curtain Through the door To the balcony Off the balcony Dead Like by accident. It's, it's hilarious amazing. yeah she does it to herself it's amazing i literally was like oh my god
0: did that just happen <laughs> yes yeah well, it, it's very like burn after reading um it's yeah it, it's a very cohen brother's death but part of the reason that he finds out is because she hands him like it's an aphrodisiac it tells him it's rhino horn yeah and he touches it and is like this is pcp and i'm like again wasted gifts why isn't jeff goldblum at the airport just running his hands over suitcases <laughs> like unbreakable like bruce willis yeah so (laughs) she she runs away she falls off the balcony she dies he goes to find Sylvia because he assumes the same is going to happen to her, to her yeah so he finds the room service card that just came from their room and uses it to find out where her room is or where his room is and he barges inside just as Alejandro is putting a necklace on her and knocks him out thinking that he's trying to like strangle her yeah but we find out that's not the case it's a necklace although holding the necklace he says oh it's glass. So, like, it was a fake diamond necklace yeah. anyway. Uh, but Alejandro comes too, and he's like, what happened? And she's like, Oh you asked me to marry you and he's like no I think your brother just tried to knock Me unconscious <laughs> and as they're having This argument his assistant Runs in and is like ambassador What's going on and it turns out That Alejandro was the Spanish ambassador To Ecuador
3: I do <laughs> love that Jeff Goldblum Was like did I attack the Spanish ambassador to Ecuador and he's like yeah you did yeah
0: So they get kicked out of the room He basically tells her like I thought you were going to get Attacked too. I couldn't let that happen to you right They run into Harry Peter Falk who's just like I can't figure out how to say cookies in Spanish. I know milk is leche. And you're just like, what is your life, man? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having that problem, Paige. <laughs> leche in come say cookies. cookies. <laughs> so he takes them to the balcony. Her body is gone. And I love the theories of what happened. Because Harry's theory is maybe she bounced. Women are soft. <laughs> Women are soft. Yeah. I was like, what is <laughs> happening? And then Cindy Lopper's explanation is like maybe a gang took the body is a better explanation. And I think that is what happened.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The gang being like the doctor and the other people in on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so they decide that they're going to sneak out of the hotel that night and go straight into the mountains. But before they do, Peter Falk says, why let one crazy woman with a knife ruin your whole experience? <laughs> Just like dating. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they first go to the hospital because they're not going to go to the the mountains just yet. They're going to go to the hospital and see what they can find from the one guy who came back. So they get there. The nurse won't let them see him. But Louise kind of guides them to him because he's giving off a huge psychic energy. Right. Harry clearly doesn't want them to talk to this guy, but also he's catatonic. And so like he's not doing a lot of talking to begin with. But Louise kind of talks to him and or at least persuades him to talk. So he tells harry that like they found it it's deep in the mountains the other guy's dead yeah i want pudding why don't they ever bring me pudding and he's not making a lot of sense and cindy Lopper's like it's like his mind is leaking away yeah and then and then he says harry i once slept with your wife and then harry's like estelle or vivian and he's like both his response to that is amazing because
3: then he says, Well you're one up on me. Which means <laughs> yes! he was married to one of them but never had sex with them.
0: Um my favorite is next when Jeff Goldman yes! was trying to get him back on yes! track when he's just like Okay, uh, uh, enough with that. But I, I need you to put yourself back there for me. Can you do that? And he just says, Estelle, please, you're married to Harry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that like, so funny. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Like, There's stuff like that in this movie where I'm like, that's a, that's a hilarious joke. It is. It really <laughs> but is. But this movie is still... Terrible. Yeah. Um. But so he puts himself back in the position of being in that place in the mountains and he starts having convulsions. And so Jeff Goldblum touches him and he kind of starts to glow and it throws him back. It's kind of that same psychic energy. And then he dies. Yeah. And he leaves behind like a piece of rock from what they like chiseled away from the pyramid. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum takes it and he could kind of sense things from The Rock. So they go back out into the waiting room where Ingo is waiting and they have to kind of fool him because he wants to kill all three of them. Mm-hmm. And so Cindy Lopper talks to Louise to basically have his mother talk through her and she ends up she's her name is Gretchen she died in a bobsled mishap oh my god yeah which is also very funny yeah you know those famous Swedish
3: bobsled mishaps
0: yeah yeah yeah. feel the rhythm feel the ride get on up it's Swedish time and (laughs) she ends up singing in Swedish and he does shoot the nurse by the way during this yeah in
3: the shoulder
0: and then she just goes ah and falls to the ground it makes no noise it's weird he's got a silencer but even a silencer makes a little bit of noise not
2: in the movies
0: yeah that's true but regardless they manage to get away and they get to the village where peter falk is haggling for alpacas and he's just like i don't want to marry him just rent him (laughs) he's the best character in this he is he's great um but regardless they finally get an alpaca they head off into the mountains and the guy that they thought was Somebody just selling stuff on the street is watching them. So he's clearly in on it. They let the piece of rock that they got from the hospital guide them. And Louise is arguing because Louise is trying to direct them away from the lost city.
3: Right. And then Peter Falk is like, I don't know which one of you to follow. Should we do like a psych off? Or whatever Yeah And then they sort of explain Jeff Goldblum says I know that it's that way And then Cindy Lauper is like Well Louise is telling me That we're gonna get hurt If we go that way So we should go this way And Peter Falk is like Well sometimes you gotta Risk it for the biscuit Or whatever he says (laughs) And they follow Jeff Goldblum
0: Yes And we reveal that They're being followed by The guy from town And Ingo Yes And at this point in my notes I just have Not much has happened And it's two thirds Into this movie Like We're almost done We're (laughs) almost done The movie is mostly (laughs) over (laughs) Anyway as they're hiking uh, Cindy Lauper slips and Jeff Goldblum Like catches her butt To like lift her up a rock And she's just like oh hello And he's so much bigger than her He like puts his hand on her butt And it goes like all the way up
3: over her hip Like his hand is so big on her small little butt You've never palmed a Cindy Lauper before? (laughs) I didn't know there was an option That was available to me But no I have not
0: (laughs) There was a guy I had a crush on in high school Who could palm my head Oh wow Paige has a type (laughs) We know this we have Established <laughs> this I've never asked My husband to palm my head but I bet He could I bet
3: I know what he's doing Tonight I w- <laughs> Paid sent us a picture of Jake from the back and I almost fainted
0: <laughs> That was he was just Walking around to Michael's arts and crafts because he Needed fake plants for a staging thing for Work yeah it was super hot His shirt was hitting just right Yeah, it was. And I, he literally He like turned around as I was taking that I was like no Turn back around and he was like what are you Doing And I was like I'm taking a picture Of your shoulders Because I like them <laughs> He was like Okay <laughs> I mean that's how
3: I would react But no one takes Pictures of my shoulders.
0: You got weights Use them I mean I do I
3: Do You yeah. want? You need shoulder implants
1: <laughs>
0: You should just start Wearing your shirts With the hangers Still in them
3: <laughs> <Just like. laughs> Wear uh, football pads Underneath one of your layers I'm gonna bring back Shoulder pads guys I'm doing it Shoulder like pads And shoulder suits pads. I'm bringing them back 80s shoulder
0: yeah.
3: pads <laughs> I'm gonna look like Jeff Goldblum In this movie
0: <laughs> yeah Jeff, Jeff Goldblum Got that shoulders
3: I want you to look Like a
2: Mad Max villain But wearing like A leather jacket oh, well, that, like, Over that
0: Over football pads <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Anyway So we cut to They're camping for the night They've got three different tents Oh you mean On the sound stage Where they shot this <laughs> Yeah I love
2: sound stage stuff Okay Also this is like The scene where they like they're like chemistry like really comes out or whatever.
0: Oh,
1: does There's it? No chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> not a single shred of
0: chemistry. Uh, but she kind of creeps into his tent and says that she finished Harry's hair, which we will not. That is a, a throwaway joke that won't pay off for another 10 minutes. <laughs> that, I love <laughs> it though. I love that joke. So she basically is kind of coming on to him and they end up kissing and he's just like, why is this happening? And he feels like it's kind of pity. Like she, She's grateful that he saved her and that's why she's sleeping with him, not because she actually likes him. Which
2: is so crazy. Yeah, take the win, Jeff. Shut up. He knows th- her and he knows that's not the reason. She has literally came on to every man she has met in this whole movie
0: yeah and i this is just her version of life finding a way
3: (laughs) (laughs) and jeff was like hold on to your butt but you know what he did do is like he touched
2: her he like palmed her vagina was like i found the (laughs) g-spot it does exist
0: (laughs) (laughs) this has been in a warehouse in jersey (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
3: that's an actual line from this movie yes it is oh wow
0: anyway so she leaves and as she leaves harry pokes his head and is like what's happening and his hair yeah his hair is tied back as if she's gonna do like finger waves yeah
1: (laughs) so stupid and
0: he's like (laughs) what happened and jeff goldblum's like well i wouldn't sleep with her and so she's mad and so harry's like Really? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Sylvia. Under <laughs> her, yeah. Yeah. We cut to later that night where Jeff Goldblum is holding that rock and it's moving. It's like so vibrating. So he gets stress. Yeah. It's and like maybe he should have just given it to Sylvia.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia, I won't have sex with you tonight. But here's a vibrator rock.
0: Here's a vibrator rock. I do love
3: go. that when it's vibrating and he like takes it out of the tent and it's just in his hands. It looks yes. like I mean, it's clear that he's just shaking. He's it. just like, shaking. It's not it. at all like convincing that it is vibrating. Right. Which they right, could right. have just built like some sort of vibration sensor in that thing, but they don't. Because it's clear that a plastic raga would have just been like It would have destroyed the sound for the whole thing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you know what? Jeff Goldblum's hands probably would have been happier. So it looks like he's Nick Cage in The Wicker Man, which I know is a reference that Todd doesn't get. I don't. But he's just like, How to Get Burned! How to Get Burned! How to Get Burned! Just like shaking the rock.
3: I can't believe you haven't made me watch that movie with how much you reference it.
0: I have tried and also I want you to watch the original, not the Nick Cage right. version, but honestly I'd watch both. Uh anyway.
3: All right. You heard it here. Horror version's <laughs> definitely gonna do Oh, the Bees month. Oh god, the bees <laughs> Where every in every horror movie we do prominently are featured bees. <laughs> Candyman. All all
1: (laughs) the candyman.
3: The Wicker Man. (laughs) There's gotta be a Killer Bee movie. I guarantee you there is one. Yeah.
0: We're gonna call it Oh the Bees month. Oh God, the Bees. (laughs) Anyway, he smells what this rock is cooking. And so he goes out into the mountains. Oh my
3: god. (laughs) That joke is amazing. I'm here for this. (laughs) He,
0: He goes out into the mountains where the rock is like. <laughs> I love, that I was love a visual, visual, yeah, a visual joke for the audio. She podcast. just did a
3: very overt, like putting that your hand uh. to your ear, like the rock. Yeah, actually, I think that's Hulk Hogan. I think it is, but we do find out later that that rock is Stone Cold. I don't know, man. I don't know any wrestlers. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> you so
0: close. Yeah, well, The Rock is cooking up some <laughs> mysteries because it leads Jeff Goldblum up into the mountains and then it flies out of his hand into the fog.
3: Yeah, it shows Jeff Goldblum where the lost city, quote unquote, is.
0: Right. So he comes back the next morning as Cindy Lauper and Harry have woken up to be like, I don't know, maybe he's double crossing us. Like, that doesn't seem like him, but whatever. So he's walking back to camp. And we kind of see him in the distance. But at the foreground, Harry's like, see, this is why you should have slept with me last night. And she's like, well, what good would that have done? And he's like, it would have done me, me a lot, lot of good. <laughs> 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 That's so great. Uh, so Jeff Goldblum comes back and he's like, I found something. And they're like, oh, great, cool. Show us where it is. And he's like, oh, I'm never going near that place again. Yeah. It's bad. And it is n- there's no gold there. It's just bad. And Harry is like, well, I think you guys have some sexual tension, you need to work out, have a good time, and then when you're done, we'll go up into the mountains, okay? And he literally says, I'll turn my back, you guys hammer it out, and then we'll go to the mountains, all right? Yeah. So and he does. He turns his back
3: fully expecting them to just bang it out real quick. Which yeah. why? Th- what?
0: No They have tents. I know. Anyway. <laughs>
3: you know what if they
2: if they had Okay, okay, let me let me tell you about <laughs> Do you know what they say about sex
3: uh, while you're camping? It's It's intense. Oh, wow. (laughs) I love that. Took you time to set up that joke.
0: So, Todd, I think you and I have talked about mid-2000s, like early 2000s, Cracked. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the year that they did summer camp and they had a series of sketches and one was called Tent Sex? Yeah. And it's literally two tents yep. banging Bucking against each other. Each other. Yep. Yes. That was like
3: the heyday of Cracked Man. That was like Jack O'Brien's yeah. Cracked. I loved it so yes. much. It still had Swaim. <laughs> it still had O'Brien. Still had Bowie. Still had yeah. all the bigs.
0: So as they're trying to get Harry to turn back around and be like, hey, yo, there's no gold there. It's bad. We shouldn't be there. He says, May God strike me dead. And then lo and behold, Ingo does with a machete. Yeah, he
3: (laughs) murders him from behind with a machete. (laughs) It was amazing.
0: Yeah, and well, and by throwing the machete, and then it's just like underhanded. I'm getting pretty good at it, and you're
3: just like, what? I did think that was hilarious, though. Like it was very funny.
0: It's very funny, and as he's so as Harry is dying, he's like, by the way, the money I gave you is counterfeit. I was never honest with you. I just wanted to be somebody, and and Cindy Lauper's like, you are somebody. He's like, somebody with money. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a terrible person But he's the most
3: likable person in this movie Yes
0: yeah. And he starts going through like I wanted to be somebody with money Like here's your limo Mr. Buscafusco, Buscafusco. <laughs> yeah, Buscafusco uh, And he does like three examples But then the last one is Isn't she a little young Mr. Yes! Buscafusco oh my God. And I'm like oh no Oh this is horrifying <laughs> Uh, But anyway, Louise is going to take care of him in the afterlife And so he drifts off to the afterlife Ingo fires a gun into the air And is just like, hey, uh, we're about to go into those mountains You got to show us where to go And Dr. Steel shows up So it turns out he's been behind this the whole time And we meet Carl, who's the guy that they met in town Who's kind of the bodyguard Yeah And essentially, they're going to take them into the mountains by force because they think that Ingo can read Jeff Goldblum's mind to find the lost city, which he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So they get there. They get up to that altar and we find out that that's what the doctor's been trying to find the whole time. Right. There is
3: no gold room. It is literally that psychic energy cube That the doctor wants.
0: Right. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum is like, I sense something that's not human and doesn't want to go forward, but they go forward anyway. They climb up the pyramid and they reveal that it's older than the Incas and no one can read it except Sylvia can via Louise. Yes. So she starts speaking in tongues and then does it in English. And Jeff Goldblum stops her because he's like. We don't, I don't know what reciting this is gonna do, right? And we find out that it's an energy psychic, like a psychic energy source that they could use against each other as a weapon. And based on what Sylvia has already said, he's gonna use cryptography to decipher the language that they need to recite, right. which makes no sense. That's not part of his gift. There's no, no reason he should know that. No, I mean, he, that is like. Indiana Jones level stuff yeah where he's like Jehovah begins with an eye like it's and he's like ideograms and phonograms and like is he a linguistics major I don't know but it's okay Paige he's got an evening to crack it yeah well, with a like Dakota ring book that he's yeah. like anyway uh, so we find out that the doctor wants this weapon to essentially create a new world order right and so they need to kill Sylvia And Jeff Goldblum, no matter what. Right. And so they have them kind of tied up, separated from each other. And so Louise helps Sylvia astral project to go say goodbye to Nick. But what they do is essentially use Louise and Sylvia to pretend to be carl's father or to channel carl's father but it turns out that carl hates his father Which and immediately so wants revenge he starts beating the shit out of jeff goldblum
3: it's amazing
0: <laughs> yep it is amazing so they end up fighting jeff goldblum ends up punching him and ends up stealing his ak and gets him to he basically takes it to hold up the doctor and Ingo gets them to drop the machete in the gun. It's actually an M4 assault rifle.
3: Just a heads up. But
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah.
3: Thank you. I don't know. Mino, no guns. AKs are Russian. M4s are the US version of an AK more or less. Got
2: yeah. It. In the okay. video games, if you're on the, the quote unquote good guy side, you're using an M4. If you're on the bad guy side, you're using an AK. Mm.
3: Right.
0: So he gets Sylvia back into her body by kissing her, which seems out of character, but fine. Not even on the
3: lips. It's like on the chin or something like or on the forehead yes. or something.
0: It's like next to her lips. It's like cheek adjacent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like weird. friend zone kiss back to life. Right. So he gets her up. They're going to leave, but first she has to kick the doctor in the balls.
3: <laughs> that was like the '80s version of feminism, though, which is <laughs> like <laughs> laughable. Like, oh man, it's so. This movie is so bad to her character the whole movie. I just felt like the movie was like shaking their hands, like, yes, we did it. We had yeah. an empowered female character. In this movie and it's not at all You know it's
0: true too I know it's so like just silly and sad At the same time My favorite is right next when they're like Hey uh, nerd You don't know how to use a machine gun Are you sure you can figure it out And then Jeff Goldblum's like oh yeah no i did it in high school it was captain of the machine gun team <laughs> which is a joke it's
3: funny in the 80s it's not really that funny after all the school shootings we've had since columbine right right yeah, right yeah absolutely but then he like shoots it in the air and he's like yeah they're pretty easy
0: yeah the
2: only way to protect a school from a, a bad machine gun is a good machine gun team
0: oh <laughs> is wow a, is a psychic with a machine gun. <laughs> all of these are bad takes <laughs> I can tell you're gonna shoot at me So I shot first <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh, that is very minority report And I'm here for that
0: Ooh, that's not a movie that fits in any of our podcasts But I have not watched it in a long time And would gladly watch it again I
3: would revisit it, hell yeah
0: So he lets Cindy Lauper escape And as she runs away We hear a gunshot Which made me think that they had shot Jeff Goldblum But I don't think they did I don't I think, think they, they, they did think they shoot either. at yeah. him Yeah, but we hear a gunshot So she runs back and basically comes up behind them and has her hands over the pyramid and is like, I'll touch it if you don't let him go. And she ends up touching it. She chants in a foreign language. She vaporizes Ingo. He's just like gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Most of the temple kind of breaks and falls. And so the doctor kind of like runs away but gets crushed by this giant like statue head that death was
3: insane to me because he clearly could have just gone away but he was like oh no i can't go anywhere but he totally could have gone anywhere also
0: the statue like turns to look at him and then falls like it's like (laughs) i got you motherfucker and then carl just falls we never see him again yeah jeff goldblum falls but then climbs back up yeah and is able to essentially yell out to Louise to help Sylvia. That kind of blows her back off the pyramid. He climbs over to her body and she's alive. Uh, And he's like, what happened? And she describes that it was a whole room of gold and it was incredible warmth and calm. And that Louise went into the light and now she's gone.
3: Yeah. Maybe whenever you touch that cube or that pyramid, like it requires a sacrifice and that's why it killed the guy before. But Louise decided to sacrifice herself so that Cindy Lopper's character could live on. Which that makes sense.
0: But that's like yeah. that's crazy. I love but how yeah.
2: our head cannon is way better <laughs> than the plot of the yeah. movie.
0: So we cut to the next day where they're walking back into town because yeah. they've they've made it back. And this is where he looks jacked, dude. I was like, I'm sorry. Is Jeff Goldblum fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger from the neck down? <laughs> what the is. fuck is happening in this movie? Because he's like dirty and sweaty but he is shredded yeah, he's a thick
3: boy right here and i was like God holy damn, Jeff shit is working it.
0: i was like why was he not in shirts two sizes too small this entire movie <laughs> we could have been taking like secret phone photos from behind
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now i'm gonna have to leave in the jake story
0: <laughs> I, oh i assumed you were oh Paige,
3: i leave in every jake story <laughs> That's Paige's husband, husband.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't want
3: to have sex with him. I just admire his build, and I hope to one day have a build like that. The
2: Logic is not checking out with that one. I'm not saying I wouldn't. (laughs) I'm just saying
0: that's not necessarily my goal. It's not priority numero uno. (laughs) Priority number one, get those shoulders. Yeah. Priority number two, get Get those shoulders.
3: shoulders.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so they get back to the hotel, but they check in, and they're on different sides of the hotel, so... They end up in different rooms. We cut to the next day where he comes to see her as she was eating like her room service breakfast. And he's going to leave that night. And she decides that she's going to stay because she likes it there. Yeah. And she's, you know, kind of mourning Louise a little bit, but she's ready to be on her own. And he picks up a glass on her table and is like, the person who held this glass. And he just kind of like says what he thinks she's thinking. Yeah. He
2: does his feelings thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I never touched that glass. So the waiter is in love with you, (laughs) apparently. And
3: he's like, I'm gonna have to go run to the hall and let him down easy or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, But she does say, I did touch this cup and hands him the cup that she was touching. And he touches it. And kisses her and then picks her up and carries her to the bed, but knocks her head on the headboard. And she's like, oh, (laughs) oh, no, there's someone here. Not Louise. It's Harry. And then they spike the lens, look like straight into the camera, (laughs) like... Oh, no! Like, wah, wah. Credits. Credits. that's the movie.
3: I do want to point out that the song that I'm sure Cindy Lauper sings during the credits has a very, like, problematic hook to it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's all about, like, her heart is so sad, it, like, digs a hole to China or something like that. But whenever she sings the China line, it plays the... Like, <laughs> I'm
0: like I was like oh, oh my god man. the eighties
3: were a wild time anyway so what did you guys think of vibes <sighs> perfect film I feel like that expression page says it all it's the best
2: movie about psychics falling in love I've ever seen
3: yeah that's fair I agree with that very very low bar yeah 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 I loved it though I mean I love that I've seen it once <laughs> I don't want to watch it again unless I'm forcing Someone else to watch it so I can watch Them watch it yes.
0: yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I would Only watch this again to force Other people to watch it yeah. or just that End part to see Thickums Jeff Goldblum But Thiccum's like Goldblum. <laughs> It's it, It's not a good movie no. Like it is no Yeah I would only use this to torture people Same and it would be very very fun But Paige do you have some fun facts
3: for us <laughs> Yeah I do Well, hit us with your fun facts Goldblum,
0: fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> Gold Bloom, thick facts. You guys did not <laughs> one <in> that one. <laughs> yeah. So if you thought that there was no chemistry in this film, you're probably right. Because Cindy Lopper has stated that she and Jeff Goldblum did not get along. <laughs> but also, the role of Nick Deasy was actually originally cast. Uh, with Dan Aykroyd Really? Yes, and he wow, okay. met Cindy Lauper And decided he did not want to work with her <laughs> And dropped out Wow, but okay But Columbia Pictures insisted on keeping Cyndi Lauper And she is, again, first build in this movie Yeah, no, she is Now, the role of Nick was actually also written for a very short man So there were a number of jokes about like I like my men taller, you're not my type I like big, strong men. And when Jeff Goldblum was cast, they had to rewrite to add in the like stretch, stretcheroo jokes.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: We kind of touched on this earlier, but the log line for this movie when it was pitched was... Romancing the Ghostbusters in the Temple of Doom No shit No okay. way okay. Yeah 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 So like when it was in like pitched to networks That's what it was pitched as Wow Alright Yeah um, Now during an interview on the set of the movie Cindy Lauper was actually asked if the costumes were similar to her actual wardrobe and she just says, I'd never wear clothes like this. It's too subdued. What? I 100% thought they just like had her wear whatever
3: she wanted to yeah, wear.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Now, this is not the only time Cindy Lauper has played a psychic. So in 2009, she played a character called Avalon Harmonia on the <laughs> series Bones. Oh, that makes TV's sense. TV's Bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who is a no-nonsense Slash reliable psychic, who would help them in the FBI solve cases and help them with their personal lives. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs>
2: I have not watched a lot of network television in the last ten years, and me I me really, neither. I know why. Yeah.
0: In an interview about this movie, when asked why she did this movie, she said, "I wanted to do a movie for a long time." But I didn't want to do a, quote, typical airhead version of what Hollywood thinks a woman is. And I didn't want to do an ultra serious film either. And I'm like, this is the typical airhead version of what Hollywood thinks a movie is. I mean, I could see like a Venn
3: diagram of those two stereotypes and trying to find a movie that's like in the middle of that. But she just picked the stereotypical dumb like woman side of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, This is the director, uh, Ken Quapis, his first major motion picture. And And glass, perhaps? Yeah, no, I think he's made other things as well. Oh, okay. Also, Jeff Goldblum and Peter Falk were on an episode of Columbo together. Really? That's surprising. I mean, (laughs) obviously, Peter Falk was on it, but like. Yeah, 10 years before or 13 years before in 1975. Wow, okay yeah
3: and those are your fun facts well thank yeah. you for those amazing thick daddy jeff Goldblum fun facts Yeah.
0: gold thickums bloom <laughs> fun facts
3: all right let's talk some box office so what do you think the budget for vibes was in
0: 1988 i'm gonna say two million dollars okay
2: <laughs> i'm gonna say five million
3: dollars Oh, man, guys, this is going to break your heart.
0: No, is it like $20 million?
3: The budget for Vibes was $18 million. No!
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's because they had to build the entire Legends of the Hidden Temple set (laughs) in the middle of this movie. The blue barracudas, the silver snakes, all of them were involved. Do
3: you realize how expensive a monkey that can play baseball is, guys? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, okay, the movie came out the weekend of August 5th 1988. It was 17th the weekend it came out. (laughs) All right, all right. Mm -hmm. It was beat by, and I'm going to just go to the top five because you're going to know all of them. Cocktail was number one. Okay. Who framed Roger Rabbit was number two. Yes. Die Hard was number three. Coming to America was number four, and A Fish Called Wanda was number five.
0: That's like the worst week for this movie to come out. Yeah.
3: Also in the theaters was Midnight Run, Big, The Blob, Bull Durham, Bambi was a re-release. Crocodile Dundee was in theaters. Holy anyway, shit! The '80s fucking rocked, man. Like I know, it did. I know. So Vibes obviously was number 17 that weekend, and it was the only week it was in theaters. <gasps> <laughs> And they put $18 million into it. Yeah. So here's the deal. (laughs) I love this so much. Sometimes I mention theater count because sometimes when something's like low in the like numbers, it's because it's in not many theaters. It's in like 30 theaters or whatever. Like the Blair Witch Project was a good example of that. This movie was in 1,003 theaters and it was still 17th. And Cocktail, (laughs) the number one movie that weekend, was in 1,400 theaters. So it wasn't like there was, like, 3,000 theaters like there are today. There was, like, 1,500 theaters nationwide, and it was in most of them, and it was still 17th. Anyway, what do you think it made in its opening—well, in its full domestic box office run, because it was only there for— The one
2: week? One week, yeah.
0: $800,000.
3: Okay.
2: Way less than that. I'm going to say $400,000. All
3: right. So I'm going to— Caveat this: It's opening weekend. It made nine hundred and sixteen thousand dollars, and then made a little bit more money the rest of that week. So that it was in the theaters for a full week, uh, but the opening weekend was nine hundred thousand sixteen dollars. Sorry, nine hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. The total domestic haul for this eighteen million dollar movie was one point eight million dollars. Oh man! Which, if you adjust for inflation, the budget of eighteen million dollars would be closer to like forty one and a half million. God. And its box office numbers of $1.8 million. would be closer to, like, just over $4 million. Oh, geez. It made 10% of its budget back. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. This oh bombed super hard. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you think they're still together?
2: 100%.
3: Oh, absolutely. I uh-huh. think Jeff Goldblum, Columbo, and Cindy Lauper are all still <laughs> together.
2: Uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> I think Columbo keeps it spicy in the bedroom, and, like, they never get bored.
3: Yeah, they're never not doing threesomes, Mikey.
0: (laughs) I think they're together until he gets really into chaos theory and leaves to go on a special assignment to a dinosaur theme park.
3: Well, there it is. There it is. There there it is. So, Mikey, this week you made us watch Vibes, but Paige, what are you making us watch next week?
0: So... We've been doing Romancing the Pod for a little over a year at this yes, point. Yes, we have. And so I went back and looked at, you know, what types of movies were we doing this time last year? Okay. And there's one that stuck out to me, and I think it fits, because I think the tone of the show has grown with us. Yeah. It's gotten a little harsher, maybe a little darker, let's say 50 shades darker. Yes! <laughs> yes Paige, I'm so excited. Oh, oh Yes, no. yes. Yeah.
3: I was wondering. One when we were year do anniversary. One
0: of these. <laughs> I, I looked at it because I was thinking about it. I was like, this is my pick. This is my week. When did we do 50 shades last year? And it was September 24th. And I was just like yes. meant to be I love it. Your homework
3: for next week is to watch Fifty Shades Darker and try to just live in how silly mikey's giggles were in that first episode <laughs>
0: and how silly <laughs> they're gonna be in this i can't
3: one. wait i cannot wait <laughs> to see what happens after they get out of the elevator
2: i'm embarrassed already
0: <laughs> um all i want to say is as you're watching 50 Shades darker try not to fall asleep but also <laughs> be keep your eyes out for a very prominently featured movie poster in one of the scenes because we will talk about it okay in the episode excellent I love it yep oh yeah so mikey do you have a review for us to read
3: yes well whose review you're gonna read this week mikey rose ashkins all right well what does rose ashkins have to say oh m gosh yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. that is a very mormon way of saying oh my god <laughs> love this trio
2: love their jokes slash banter slash everything Also, their intro songs crack me the F up. Oh, they do, yeah.
3: Aaron writes some bangers, man. Aaron, Paige's sister, we should say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, is amazing at that. And
2: that's the review. It's
3: five stars. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review, but it really feels like Aaron earned that five-star review. I don't really think <laughs> they had a lot to do with that, but thank you so much. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power throuple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts,
0: That's going to be it for us guys I'm Paige I'm Mikey And I'm Todd And you complete us
3: To completion Toodle pip I'm your heroine
0: Oh my god (laughs) I cannot wait
3: for Fifty Shades I'm so excited (laughs) Oh Mikey I can't wait We should watch it together Mikey
0: (laughs) <laughs> Do you I don't want be to watch that with you
3: I'm going
2: to try to get a, a woman
0: No that That's probably worse <laughs> <But>
2: it's going <laughs> to yeah. be a good story for the podcast Get a woman that's...
0: Immediately hire an escort <laughs> Like make
2: sure you get somebody <laughs> I don't
3: care who it is Now I just live my life for what's a What would be a good story on the podcast Wait Mikey bad pitch Invite your mom over for it <gasps> Nope. Great pitch. She's not seen the first one. It just wouldn't make sense. Oh, that's the reason not to do
2: that. Also, everything else.
3: (laughs) Bye, BDSM nerds.